Welcome to Helmets. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Uh, I uh, don't give a shit about. No, no, I love Thanksgiving. I think it is good. Um, yeah. It is Thanksgiving's a... badass. Thanksgiving yeah. is a fantastic holiday uh, where everyone in America, bar like some people, uh, celebrate just hanging out with family and taking it easy. And then yeah. the next day, they all uh, pray at the altar of the almighty capitalist God and buy everything uh, mm. from Black Friday, which we now have in the UK. And everyone gets really arsy about it. Like we're not in America, but it's just a random Friday in uh, November where you can buy cheap stuff. Uh, yeah, potentially for Christmas, but pretty much just for yourself. Um, and I think that's fine. Um, I think a lot about. I like I, discounts, I man. The... I, like, yeah. I can't lie. Yeah, like, no I'm, on, so I'm not going to sit there being like hoping about the fact there's a fucking American discount. So I'll know this eighty percent off my my like seventy inch Samsung is yeah. sad because it's from America. Do you know yeah. what, right? I, I'm not going to have a hypocritical dinner about some Native Americans who I exploited beforehand. I'm sorry about that. It is <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I watched both games on Thanksgiving. I really enjoyed both of them. They were fantastic. Yeah, they're and I thought a lot about um, how much uh, those delicious, those turkeys that they serve on the sidelines must taste fucking horrible because turkey's really hard to make. They yeah. have to make about four of them and then they sit them out on the sidelines all day. And then at the end of the game, they get the guys to like to eat them. They did a they did a, mm. a post-match interview with um Diggs and um Allen after the Bills game. Mm. And they were standing talking to them for about five minutes with turkey legs in their hand. Uh, and then we were just like, we were watching the we were, we were like, eat, eat the fucking turkey. Take a bite, take a bite. But they were just waiting for that moment at the end. So they just had like hot turkey juice on their hands the whole time um but yeah that was a good game and the origins of the the lions the lions i told this last week but the guy from the lions thought it would be cool to have a game on thanksgiving and now we're cursed to forever watch the lions game and i feel yeah. bad for the fans man like those guys i mean i don't really feel that bad for lions fans because you just like that that you you are given that and you are a lions fan forever but they uh they have not won a game for like nine years now so they all leave their lovely house and filled with family to go to the Lions Stadium to watch the team lose. But mm. they look good. Yeah, so I, you know what, though? Like, you know, last week I said that I, I put my big claim, Lions went out. Now, I was wrong. But in the, um, like, all good politicians, I'm going to argue for why I was right and will remain to be right, even though they lost. And that is that whilst they did lose... Did they really lose the moral battle? Uh, well, they lost, yes. Uh, but they, but did they really lose uh, the battle, which shows that the Lions are actually a good team? Also, yes. But they did they really? I, I would still argue that the Lions, you know what, showed that they are really good. And there's another team which we're going to talk about a little bit into this, um, but better than their record. Now, the problem with that is, is that it's being better than your record is a little bit like doing like working really hard in class, right? And then just fucking up your GCSEs real bad and all the, the students and stuff being like, oh man, like that, yeah, you're smarter than that, you know? That's what happened to me in my A-levels. Fucked yeah, it. you're the Detroit, yeah, you're, the, you're the fucking Detroit Lions of, of sixth yeah. form education. I am the Detroit Lions. Or like, yeah, but I think I had a bit more hype than that. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'm the Dallas Cowboys, you know, there was a lot of hype going into it. And then yeah. ultimately the pressure uh, in the postseason, uh, yeah, you know, right, exam, right. exam leave, I, I, uh, I shit the bed. But it's fine. I think that the Lions are great and I really enjoyed watching that game. And I feel that they... They fucked themselves over again. They lionsed it up. I said this when the Dolphins played. I was like, we were watching them go back and forth. It was a bit of a shootout. And I was like, don't worry. They'll lions it up. And Dan Campbell fucked it uh, on the clock. And I think good team, maybe it's down to experience, but I think that good teams are capable of managing that clock. And you're you're looking at the end of that game and you're thinking that you're leaving one of the most explosive and destructive offences in the game with, I think there was like 20 seconds left on the clock to drive down the field and one timeout. And I was like, oh, they're going to win this. And they just didn't manage mm. the clock properly. They could have done one of two things. They actually had enough time to save up, to, to score the touchdown 
if they had taken the timeouts before the uh, before the two minute warning, uh, they could have probably even uh, gotten another um, possession if they had done it. You're looking at it and you're like, this is a strategic loss. This wasn't lost on the field. This was lost in by the by the coaches, and that, that's really unfortunate because they were they were on fire. They were playing really well and they're playing against his best team ever, uh, who yeah. are obviously not the best team ever now. Um, Good teams are going to win close matches, obviously. But I think if you've got um, your all-star quarterback and your all-star receiver hugging each other, and at the end of the game they like moved their mouth, and I think I think he was saying like "thank fuck," like he was so relieved that they didn't lose. And I was like, "Well, you just narrowly beat the Lions, uh, a team that the the Bills fan base were making fun of the Dolphins for." And they were like, oh, yeah. how are you? Why are you happy that you beat the Lions? It's like you just came out of UK. They were the Bills were given that game to win, and and it's uh, yeah, it's fucked. Um, they 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 ruined it for themselves, and I feel bad for the Lions because that that game was right there to win, and I think it shows that. Um, I think Von Miller might be out now. I think he's he's yeah, hurt yeah, himself. He is. Uh, you know, like the thing is with the um, with the Bills, right? Is that uh, I think in episode one or two again? I'm just I'm just telling people who is signing in to just listen back to, to old back episodes. Yeah. Why the fuck not, right? Listen to where we were wrong, apart from me because I'm a I'm a fucking saint and I'm always right, right? Yeah, I've um, never been wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Even when we have opposing opinions, both are right, and that yeah. is that is just correct. Uh, helmets never wrong. Um, but helmets anyway, never I, wrong. I mentioned that the bill. One of the one of the things that made the bill so scary is that they were um, they were they were managing to get loads of pressure with their front four without really using any blitzes, um, and that left more backs open to that. Me- sorry, that, that left the linebackers and the defensive backs open to basically to just smother any kind of passing options and lanes, and they're able to get that kind of pressure and that kind of stuffing in the run game really without too much, um, without any design, many many or even any design blitzes at all. Now, with the injuries in that they've got on the, their defense, I just don't really see that they're able to do that anymore. Um, and I think that it, it shows that the line... Now, the Lions have been pretty good offensively for the entire... Yeah, they pretty much the entire season. They've actually, yeah. you know, I'm like really it kind of sucks for the guy, but like um it kind of sucks for the guy, I think. But Jared Goff, everyone's like, you know, Jared Goff went to the Lions and everyone was like, ah fuck. They, they took they they like they really but well, sorry, when Jared Goff traded for Matt I uh, was traded for Matt Stafford. And everyone's like, fuck, that's such an L for Jared Goff. Like he's going to a horrible team and also, you know, the Lions kind of aren't getting anything good out of having him. Like, it was, everyone was like, this is kind of a loss for both sides. Um, to be honest, this season, he's quietly had a really good season. It's just the Lions haven't won any fucking games. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's is they did it, they've done it themselves each time. Well, mm-hmm. not maybe not each time, but like they are a good team. Uh, I always think about Jared Goff, uh, when he was playing with Todd Gurley. Mm. And I think that if you get like a really solid, um, if if you put a player, such a tragic story that happened with with the Todd Gurley thing, because I think he was like an unstoppable machine on his day. But the um, if you get a really solid run game behind him and you give him time, it's the same thing that we've been saying all along. That if you can threaten one way, he'll hit you with the other. And I think Goff is a good quarterback, and he's proved that he's a good quarterback. And I think the the things that were going wrong in that game for the Bills are, you know. Another Josh Allen, terrible accuracy. Um, he and and he got picked off. Uh, they they gave every opportunity to lose that to, to for the Lions to win that game and for them to lose the game. And mm. I think that if you're talking about teams that don't look like their record right now, the Bills don't look like they're at eight and three. Like they they were all over the place. The the positives for the Bills mm. is Allen was spreading the ball out a lot. He was also he also put seventy eight yards on his feet, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think once once I was talking, I was watching the game and looking at the uh, looking at the size of this guy moving, and it's just he is an impressive person. But like, if uh, this is just me being a bitter Dolphins fan, but genuinely, people say these horrible things about Tua because he's small. And if Tua started slinging the ball around with just without a care in the world, like Allen does, everyone would be calling for his head. But now he's not thrown an interception in like fifteen touchdowns or something. Like he's a, he's a machine. So right. 
in fact, and that I think gives, I think that gives a good opportunity for us to move to the Dolphins Texans. We... That, wait, well, I've got one more great stat, right? Oh yeah. <clears throat> so the Bills, because they played, uh, they played their home game at um, Ford Field in in um, in Detroit because of the snow mm. the previous week. They became the first team since 2016 to win consecutive games at um, the 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 Detroit Lions' own stadium, that, which is so uh, dark for them. That's, like, that's how bad they are that yeah. the, a team who the team who doesn't play there can win on consecutive weeks, which I think is is absolutely wild. Um, but yeah, let's yeah, let's move on. I mean, by the I way, think I, the Lions have a tough schedule coming up, but they have the Jags next and the Vikings. And I thought, I don't know. Ah. And then the Jets. I think they could upset the Jets, and I think they could ups- And I think they could fuck over the Panthers at the end. Uh yeah, they'll win. They'll beat. I think they'll at least win. They'll at least beat the Panthers. Yeah, and they'll so, at least beat the, the Jags. I mean, yeah. Let's. It's doable. Let's go. Let's stay on Thanksgiving because I I yeah. love the Cowboys. I mean, we started off. We love. We love. We love the Cowboys. We always we love said the Cow- we love we, the we've Cowboys. always said you, you're telling me don't, don't listen to previous episodes. Actually, do listen to them, but forget the, the all that horrible stuff we said about you, Jerry Jones. Yeah. I know that there's Jerry a picture, Jones. I know that there's a picture circulating of you and a group of white youth stopping black people integrating <laughs> into your school, but like always forgiven. Well, no, it's not all forgiven. No. But but they're what? playing exciting shit. Proceed. Yeah, the Cowboys are good. Um, I'm really I'm really into them. Um, I really like uh, Micah Parsons. Once again, two sacks, fucking unstoppable man. Uh, I I really like them on D, um, and I just think that they've got they they're they're spreading it out. And I think one thing they were they were quite they were guilty of recent seasons is leaning too hard on Ezekiel Elliott, a great running back, one of the best in the game, uh, but. You know, the, what was his name? The, 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 Tony Pollard was uh, 60 yards, um, really putting in those hard yards, uh, Pollard mm. was. Um, and I think once you start doing that, that's two guys. So uh, Elliot was 92 yards, Pollard 60. Uh, Prescott, two interceptions on the day, but, you know, 28 points. Um, the the, the Giants... Bring Prescott back. <laughs> yeah. The Giants train maybe has uh, stopped a little bit. I think they they've what happens what what what's happened here is they were stopped on the ground and Shaquan Barkley's productivity's gone down. And when that happens, and you've got a quarterback like Dan Jones, who you need to be, you need to have that running game as your main source of damage. And yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. The the Giants still at seven and four. They are still well in the mix. And I, I feel think- like. I feel like the Giants are a bit like the Titans were for the last couple of years. Like they still, they. I'm not convinced that they'll make make it to the Super Bowl. But if they did, I wouldn't be like, oh fuck, man, how did that happen? Yeah, um, and they yeah, also, they could put it together in January when it's fucking freezing. Have the I think they could very much have the uh, ability to play spoiler for one of the really big teams in the playoffs. At least I think they'll get they they could easily. They could easily do a giant killing in the playoffs, and if well, would the, who would be doing the killing? That sorry, that's a horrible joke. <laughs> Scrub that from the villain. But uh... well, I think. I mean, the thing is, even at seven and four, uh, I'm not sure what their schedule is like. I will have a look now. But there is, as as with last week in the AFC East, NFC East, all of the teams are now quite comfortably winning records, including the Commanders, mm. who we'll chat about, but. Giants are at seven at four. They need if they win another game, that would be huge for them. But like the the rest, other than the the, le- the leaders of of each division, the if the NFC is bollocks, and I think like they they could quite easily get in. Um, mm-hmm. They've got so they've obviously got the Commanders must win. They got Commanders twice, got to win both of those. Eagles, yeah. Vikings. These are really tough. These game, are games. really yeah. This is this is actually um so because the the. The commanders are in the same division as them. Yes. As are the Eagles, are they not? Yeah, so they've got to play yeah, Eagles so... twice, commanders twice. They but they've got a Colts game in there, they should be winning. Yeah. Vikings will be tough. Uh so they've got six really difficult games. But they're at seven wins. If they get to nine, I think they're gonna get in the playoffs. Looking at the rest of the NFC. If they if they can win two games, if they can yeah. take if they can so let's say the Colts game is a definite winner and they take one off the commanders, uh and then I mean, they could even beat the Eagles on the last day of the season. That's such that is such a tough run. 
oh my god because it's like they've got a good record but they play they play this any yeah, other play... team sorry no no it's fine it's just the internet is like oh yeah. no we're in the same room don't worry about that we're in the same <laughs> yeah room. we're in the same but, room uh, yeah the the eagles i think the eagles will be done and dusted by the 8th so the 8th of jan so i think that potentially the giants could be going all out and the eagles will try not to get injured before the before the postseason so yeah, I think they could win that. So I think if they get two or three wins, they're in. Um, looking at the rest of the NFC, because, I, I, which is ridiculously I, bollocks. I just feel that like any other team, literally any other team, sitting on a seven and four record, you're sort of thinking, "Ah, well, that's fine." You know, well, you're not fine, but you know, you're like that. You're pretty confident about your chances, like that. But like with that schedule, that's more precarious than you'd want it to be. Like the commanders who we're going to talk about later are a good team. It is what it is. We've said it. I said it the last two weeks. So have you. It'll be we between right. those two. It'll be between those two for 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 one of the positions, um, because I mean, unless obviously we said the Lions are going to come through. I can't see. Uh, you know, I feel like the I feel like the Seahawks are dropping off now. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. But the thing is, the Seahawks got got some some real fucking easy games coming up. So the Seahawks play uh, the Rams twice. They play the Chiefs, so probably they'll definitely lose that on Christmas Eve. Uh, Seahawks play. They play the Panthers and the Jets. Mm. They'll, they'll take a win off the Rams, at least one, and they'll beat the Panthers. They'll beat the Jets. So that's that's three wins for them on the pay on, on paper right there. So it's going to come down to uh the the run in and, and whether or not people stay fit where they are and um also who gives a shit at the end of the season because I I've I've watched like in last few games of the season where get certainly if the team if a team is like absolutely bang average, you can tell that they're playing with like real last day of school energy. Like people mm. aren't really giving a shit. So either that or they've they've lost so many times they don't you I don't know. You always want to be playing a team who doesn't want to play for anything. And that does that can be they don't want to be playing for the playoffs. You also don't want them to be playing for being like the shittiest team in the history of football. So you don't want them to be playing for pride on the last day of the season because they 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 don't give a fuck if they break their skull open trying to get the ball. So that's why you look at a team like the Rams, who aren't going to be doing very much. So they could be taking wins off them. Yeah. Uh, but I I think that taking 40 points to the Raiders who've barely done anything all season is kind of really telling for the Seahawks. I, I think that Cinderella story might be coming to an end. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think you you may well be right and we're always right. So, you yeah. know, let's go with that. Um, so, uh, by the way, I'm just going to say uh, this to the listeners. Uh, we do not yet know the result of the Colts Steelers game we're recording this Monday. Uh, on the other hand, we do not care. So, who gives a shit? Um, um, I'd be interested if, like, I'd be interested if Jeff Saturday uh, is weird. That weird story happens, but a four, six, and one team playing a three and seven team, neither of them are going to be touching anything remotely yeah. um, at the end of the season. So, yeah, but have fun if you're staying up. If you're a Colts uh, fan in England, I don't know why. Uh, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, I get why you might be a fan because they've been good, but recently. But like, you're not going to be staying up and enjoying that one. Mm. That's, go to bed. Go to wake up early. Have a nice morning. All right, grand. Um, so well, okay, what other wild shit has happened? So I, I, um, I, I've enjoyed those two uh, Thanksgiving games a lot. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed Thanksgiving a lot. It was fun, and I'm excited about uh, now we're into Christmas time, um, and. Yeah, now we're into Christmas time and we get to see some American jokes on the NFL Network, which only are relevant in America. I saw an advert for the World Cup that's taking place right now in Qatar. The World um, Cup. The World the Cup. Wor- World the Cup. Cup. World Cup. The World Cup. And uh, World they Cup. had a they had an advert with um, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, just absolutely smashing a ball really hard, and the advert was mistletoe, uh, which is a great but, pun because of Christmas but, World Cup. Yeah, but it yeah, only yeah, works yeah. in America because we would say missile toe, and that doesn't quite, uh, yeah, it doesn't work in English. So that annoyed me because uh, I fucking hate the World Cup, and um, I I don't like that pun at all. Um, yeah, so that was that was fine. That was that was the thing. I just want to look up one guy's name. Um, right. Yeah, so I was looking up this guy called. Uh, oh no, we'll talk about Pep Hamilton later because I quite like him. Um, <laughs> So yeah, let's carry on with the games. So uh, Vikings smashed the shit out of the Patriots, 
Uh, uh, yeah, and the Vikings are, you know, there's been a lot of like jumble about are they good, are they not? They are really good. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. I I think that that's quite a nice response. Also, the the Kirk Cousins not playing well uh, during the um, uh, during the like on a prime time game gets rid of that. Now they're sitting at nine and two. You get these games, you know, you get these games for good teams. They lost the fucking game of football. They're still absolutely smashing the shit out of it. Dalvin Cook looks powerful, even though he only got forty two yards. Um, and uh, Justin Jefferson threw a pass, which is really cool. I I, I really like when non players do it. Um, it non yeah. uh, throwing guys do it. Fucking thirty for thirty seven um, was Kirk Cousins, and one of those uh, seven that he missed was for a pick. Um, oh. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely banging game um, on Thursday night, um, Friday morning. If you're English, um, yeah, good game. Fucking great, smashing it. Uh, so coming up. Uh, following up straight from the from the Vikings Patriots was Dolphins Texans. <laughs> yeah, Dolphins Texans. I was uh, I was I was really excited about this all week, and I kept I kept thinking it was Why? Sunday because I, mean, I, I had I had the game I had the Thursday and Friday off Thanksgiving, and then I was like mm. the whole weekend I was like, oh yeah, I'm coming to watch this great game, and as expected, the Dolphins get to an unsurmountable lead. Uh, 20, yeah. I think they got 30. Uh, they, they had a pick six. It was they were walking it, it was 30 to zero at the half, and then it was like, let's bench to it, let's sit him down. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then what happened after that for the second half was maybe the biggest checkout I've ever seen of a football team. Like every single Dolphins player stopped caring instantly, and it was kind of worrying because the Texans got a little sniff. They got a little bit back in the game and it looked like, I mean, 15 to 30 is kind of two possessions. Well, it's two possessions and a two-point conversion away uh, from beating them. And the big worry is on the Dolphins' offensive line, which has been kind of a problem all season. Um, We traded up a lot to get Terran Armstead, an absolute monster left tackle. Uh, Very important player when you've got a left-handed quarterback. Um, and we also have a guy called uh, Austin Jackson. Both of those guys went out injured. I think mm. it was Austin Jackson. Uh, essentially, our number one choice. We've got a guy. He's the third choice right tackle. Um, and his name is Greg Little. And the amount of times I've seen Greg Little come in this season for Armstead, and you're just like, oh, fuck, here we go. Then when the Dolphins got the ball back, because the Dolphins always uh, defer kickoff and then get the ball back in the second second half, Um Tua took three consecutive sacks. So I think that what this shows is maybe the Dolphins aren't as good as as their record shows. They're currently the second seed in the NFL. Uh, sorry, in the, in the uh, AFC. Okay, that's and interesting. They're, they're playing good football, but I think we those two pieces, they better be all right. Like they Apparently it's a pectoral injury Armstead has. So... I don't know what that means. Like, did he tear his pec? I mean, that's a horrible injury if that has happened. But it's um, it's very much worrying that they could let a team in again. Um, I mean, I was I thought we were going to lose. There was a couple of times I was looking at the clock, and you start to do the maths when you're a football fan, and you're looking mm. at like how much time is left, how much time can the Dolphins take off the clock? We put in um, Skylar Thompson to take the snaps, like I think with a quarter and a half left, and. They started they were like throwing the ball, and I was like, "Why are you throwing the ball?" We also Jeff Wilson got banged up a little bit, and we had to go with Miles Gaskin as uh, as a uh, running back, and he was reactivated. Um, from mm. the uh, yeah, because we we don't have Mostert, and it was why well, it was a bit scary there for a minute. The worst team looked like they were going to come back. Dolphins got the win, but now you're looking at this schedule. The upcoming schedule for the Dolphins is daunting. With um, yes, 49ers, Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriots, Jets, and we'll talk about the Jets because I have feelings about them, but mm. <laughs> you know, romantic feelings, no evil, angry feelings. Uh, um, they 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 are, oh, I'm, I'm really angry, but basically, Chargers, uh, at Chargers at San Francisco, so two tough away games, long way away, uh, then but both in relatively warm climate. So that's they're both in California. Then you got at the Bills. So you're not back in Miami until uh, Christmas Day against the Packers. Mm. So you've got warm, warm, but hard, and then cold and hard. 
and then we play the Patriots at the Patriots and then home to the Jets. There are plenty, there's plenty that can go wrong, particularly if the offensive line is banged up for the Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I, okay, maybe maybe, maybe I'm going to be a little bit more, maybe I'll be a little bit more optimistic about the Dolphins than you are. I still think the two look great. And I think that they might, this might not be their year to win the Super Bowl, but like, I think they're pretty good. I hope they just at least win. I feel like it's very, very important that they get a high, high, high seeding because unless I two has had to his worst game last season was against the um, the Titans in the cold, and I, I just I'm worried about him in the cold. So we'll see how it, how they play how it plays out. Uh, Patriots and Bills are going to be a real big test for the guy. So we'll see. Mm. We'll see. But yeah, the Jets. Um, I said last week that they were the worst team who, who's ever had a winning record or the like, and um, they benched um, they benched Zach, benched Zach Wilson, um, and Zach Wilson did. I mean, there was some of the funniest shit I've ever read about um, a quarterback was said about him. So basically, they threw a graphic up when he was sat on the bench uh, this week, and it said um, he was averaging two point eight inches of play. In the um, uh, 2.8 inches of play in the second half of that game, which is, I mean, that's one of the most embarrassing graphics I've ever seen. You've also got the head coach coming out, and he said this. He said, the whole MILF Slayer story is the worst thing to ever happen to this <laughs> franchise. And we once had a QB get, get strip-sacked by a close friend's ass cheeks. Zach throws for 98 yards and two picks, and our friends say he's got that dog in him. I can confirm he's got a dog in him, but I know it's more like a Shih Tzu. That's the head coach talking about their number one draft pick QB. And what happens to the Jets? They play a guy who I've never even heard of called Mike White, who goes for 315 yards and three touchdowns, 22 for 28. Who yeah. the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, who is he? Where's he come from? He's, he's Mike White wins. Mike White, White wins. He's 27. It, you know, when you type Mike White, he's not even the first fucking Mike White to come up in my Google. <laughs> he looks like he yeah. looks like uh he looks like a guy, like a it's trainee the, HR guy. If you type Mike White into Google, right? Uh now admit at that, right? I understand that Google for the most part arranges itself around your interests and things like that. But if you when you put Mike White into Google, like for most people, I reckon he won't even be the first Mike White. Mike White will be the fucking um guy from school. The first Mike White will come up will be the guy who fucking wrote School of Rock. I guarantee Oh yeah. There yeah. he is. There you go. It'll be Mike White who, by the way, uh Mike White who co-starred in but also wrote School of Rock and uh <laughs> and like it's actually written tons of like other unbelievable stuff. It's just oh, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote um, Ned. He's he's Ned Schneebly from School yeah, of Rock. Yeah, I, also know. Wrote. I recognize that dude. He's been in loads of movies. Yeah, and he, well, he also for him. he also wrote um the current. He wrote the White Lotus, which oh, I'm watching the White Lotus at the moment. It's brilliant. Yeah, well, he oh, wrote that. Ned Schneebly. <laughs> Let's talk about that. White Lotus, right? So I am okay, yeah, half yeah. American. I'm half American. And I, uh, but, but I've lived my, I've lived my whole life in England, apart from one year where I lived in upstate New York, right? So yeah. I have a, I would say, a relatively unique perspective. I've been to America a shitload of times. There's a fundamental difference between the American psyche and the English psyche, and it is talking to strangers. English people, yes. nine times out of ten, will never ever speak to a stranger. Yes. I was walking down the beach in Miami with my brother, and my brother was wearing a t-shirt that had a seagull on it. Nothing else. And no, he was wearing fucking clothes, obviously. The only thing on the yeah. T-shirt was not, he was just naked. So we're walking down the, down the beach and this guy, he's just sat on a bench, stands up, diagonally crosses into our path and stands directly in front of us, points to my brother's T-shirt, doesn't even say hello and just says, is that the bird from that movie? And my brother's like, <laughs> he just, because he's he obviously, he's half American as well. He just goes, yeah. And the guy goes, cool. And then walks away. And I was like, why would you do that? Like there has yeah. to if if I saw an English person wearing a fucking Tottenham Hotspur shirt and he was standing right next to me, I would want the the ground to swallow me up. Like it it would be horrible. Anyway, White Lotus, really, really, really great drama show. I love it. Yeah. It's funny. It's dark. It's weird. But the fundamental problem is that show wouldn't exist if the people in it were English. 
we've got to stop. No, no, of course. But then, but then, White, Lo- White Lotus is just a like Henry James novel on TV, right? For like yeah. modern and like it only fundamentally works with Americans. Um, so basically, the White Lotus would not exist if it was English because nobody, everyone in that show speaks to each other. Like without cue, they'll be at, like having a meal and they'll start talking. It's horrible. I was on holiday yeah. in Mexico with some Americans, got in the lift. And this lady told me the whole journey in the lift about how she was in Mexico getting her teeth sorted because dentists are cheaper there. And then told me everything about all her health problems and all her family who were on holiday. Um, then sat next to us, maybe a few sun loungers down, was an English family. And we didn't even mm. make eye contact for the entire trip. And that was, a, I think it's a great show. Wouldn't happen anywhere else other than America because people like just talking to each other on holiday is weird. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's why Lotus. <laughs> that's my thoughts on that show. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 just a. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there's, I feel like there's parallels to it. I don't think it was entirely out of character for this podcast. There's parallels to it. We're we're straight. We're sort of we're sort of we're tourists to the American psych. Oh yeah, we like it. Um, I, I it's, it's fantastic, and I think you know, fine if it makes a little bit of drama, that's cool. Um, anyway, about one last thing about the Dolphins before we uh, the jet. Uh, when we talk about the Jets for a, a less than a second more. Uh, they've got a head, they've got a coach, an offensive coordinator. His name's Pep Hamilton, mm. and I think we we don't we don't. It's not it's against the rules, but we we make the rules. I think that Pep Hamilton is um, uh, American football coach name of the week uh, because you can imagine Coach Hamilton Pep to his friends. I think he uh, yeah, I reckon he's he's a uh, born to be a coach. Yeah. Anyway, oh. back to football. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so back to the football. Where even were we? We were talking about the Dolphins, weren't we? Yeah, and how they are. I, I'm, I'm, I was, I saw le- in their absolute domination no. of the Texans. I saw less than I thought. Yes, we were talking about the Jets. Yes, the Jets. That, are, yeah, Mike White. Yeah, the Jets are really annoying. Mike White wins. I think, who the fuck, Mike White? He's some dude. Um, and then we talked about Mike White. There we go. Yeah, I mean, the the Patriots lost. I think that that'll put them almost certainly out of the running for the playoffs. Um, uh... but, yeah, because of the division. The division. Yeah, they have to, the they have to play. Uh, they have to play the Dolphins and the Bills, and um, I think that they're just they needed to win the the uh, those extra games to get. Now, through. next, I would like to say something about the following team, and that is this. You know how I'm always right, and yep. so are you. You know mm. how at the start of the season I said I thought the Jags were quite good, uh, and then yeah. they would trash immediately after. Well, you know what? They were good again. Now, that's not to say that the Ravens didn't like fuck up unbelievably in order to let them win, but they didn't really let them. Win. Like the the final drive by Trevor Lawrence was amazing. Yeah, uh, that's how you amazing. know someone's a good quarterback. Um, it. I just. Uh, I just think that like it's. I don't know. Like he he. The, oh God, I'm stuttering. Stuttering. This is this is a poor listening experience. I just feel like he, when he was locked on in those final drives and he just kept throwing, he kept putting these pinpoint passes and doing ex- all those good things, you know, the, the between, like the throwing outside the hashes, just across the field, putting it, doing those kind of throws where you drop it over the receiver's shoulder. So only they, you know, they're, they're not easy catches, but they're, what he's done is he's positioned a throw where there's tight coverage and he's put it, he's just put it in a spot where only his receiver can contest it, so there's no chance of there being a turnover. Absolutely brilliant stuff from him. And uh, it maddens me that the Jags have been this inconsistent because the, the they showed a lot of promise. Remember that three in a, that three games in a row streak which they won? And they did seem to be building something. Yeah, I, I don't fundamentally... I hope that this is a turning point. I hope that this is a bit of a coming-out game for him in terms of things like his efficiency and against, you know, let's be honest, a decent defense. Like they may have given up, given up an egg in that final drive. Doesn't matter. They were great for most of the rest of the game. And I hope that that means that he, he and the rest of the team can turn a bit of a page. Now, the problem is, is that uh, the Jags are such a bad organization that I don't trust them to do that. But I, I hope that that is, I hope that that is what happens. I do not want to see talent of that level get like they've got a bunch it's not just him they've got a load of young talented players in that squad and i i hope that that they can turn a corner 
Now, the Ravens, honestly, disappointing. And eye test isn't looking great. Doesn't mean they won't turn it around. They're 7-4, and four, so you still got loads of time. Plus, the schedule's pretty favourable to us. Um, but... Uh, it, they, they don't they don't have the eye if we if this is the sort of week where the teams that are gonna probably go deep in the playoffs are showing that they're sort of getting into their stride then they're yeah. not really showing that you know I feel like yeah I'm I'm I'd be very I'd, I'd be very worried if I was a if if I was a Ravens fan to be honest because if you look at some of the games they've lost five of them they've had mm. over 10 point uh, I think it was five have over 10 point lead. So Dolphins, I think that was definitely at least one. Yeah. Of them. And I think throwing away 18 points in the, in the, in the last quarter is, is not a, a recipe for, it, for winning games. It isn't good. So the first, so um, the first three drives were all field goals. Um, and that's, uh, I think, and they all went into the red zone as well. And then we kicked the field goal and that's not good. We're actually, I, I, I looked it up. We're 22nd in the league. Um, in terms of red zone conversion, that's really bad. That suggests that we're moving the ball out of the field and then we don't we can't punch it in. That's really bad. In Lamar's MVP, in Lamar Jackson's MVP year, um, he scored an outrageous number of touchdowns. And because we were almost impossible to stop in the red zone. Um you can't be giving up these like if the Ravens are giving up these leads all the time, they're not gonna beat the top teams in the playoffs like they're, they're not looking they don't look like a team that will beat the Chiefs no well I don't think That's, anyone looks like a team that can beat the Chiefs no but you, but you know like you, you gotta but like or, or even really hang it with them like I'm not really seeing it I feel um, like uh, Justin Tucker though is a, a superhuman person um, I, I think that relying on him to win you games you know the, loads all of the great teams you know have had a Vinatieri mm. in them, but Justin Tucker, I thought, you know, I think one more yard down the field, and I mean, even a favourable spot, and he was going to hit a sixty-seven-yard field goal to win the game. And I think it—it it was so. Sh- it, there wasn't even any real wind carrying the ball. If there was a light gust of wind, just as he had hit that ball, he, they would have won the game. Um, which is tragic, but like, I mean, the guy is an absolute monster, and I think. Um, it's one of those kicks when a kicker, a kicker score like takes it, where there's not a lot of pressure on them to to score because nobody's expecting them to. Um, and he is a handsome man, Justin Tucker. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, I thought you know they don't they tend to be the nerds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, like um... so handsome. He should he should kick without his helmet on. I think he's he could be given a special. Uh, uh, you know, a special dispensation from the league to not wear a helmet because he's a what, very handsome. Um... What degree do you, do you think that Justin Tucker studied at the University of Texas? Uh, the you know? a degree of a uh, master's in uh, ladies' studies. Close. Uh, he did music. He's a music oh. major. Oh my at god! U- at the University that... of Texas Butler School of Music, and he is a a tenor. He is an opera singer. So that's just t- totally changed my opinion of him looking at his handsome face. Now I'm just getting like acoustic guitar at the party vibes. Like he's just going to start <laughs> busting out Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I now dislike him. That's that's as quickly as it goes. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd worry. I'd be worried if I was. But I think that it's going to be very, very cutthroat in the in the AFC for for, uh, for positions in the um, in the playoffs. And oh, I think I'd be even at four. You know, you've got us. They should have. They should be winning at least two more of those games. They should really have won all of them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was it was tricky. Um, da, 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 right. Any other games? Okay, so two overtime wins uh, for two two absolute uh, fucking insane games of football. Um, Browns. Jacoby Brissett. His last game under center for the Browns before name redacted returns. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. he had a he he contro- he threw a pick, but he controlled the game. Uh, Nick Chubb, they, uh, no answer for Nick Chubb on on the running game, and they and Brady once again did all right. And you know, they fucking lost in overtime. And I was I was watching that game, and it it came down to the last possession, last couple of seconds. It wasn't quite a walk off win, uh, but it was near enough for the Cleveland Brown. Yeah. And I, I for quite a lot, I think Brady's never had a draw. I, yeah, I, I feel like I, I thought, arguably, I think I texted you when this happened. I thought it would have been funnier if Brady got a draw 
I think that for some reason would have been more satisfying than watching them lose because I think there's nothing more irritating and itchy than looking at a team that's got a draw on their record. And I think that that would have been really funny for that to happen. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be worried. Um, I I don't know. Let's see what happens next week when, um, uh, when Watson starts playing and you've got Amari Cooper and Koju and Joku, sorry, he's very good. Uh, Peoples Jones, very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. There is a team there. There is a team there to play. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a great defence who are D&D players. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Javon Clowney plays there. Yeah, it's, they're a good team uh, on paper. They're not nice to look at or to watch play at the moment. But this shows that even though it's not, Tom Brady of, of old, they still beat Tom Brady in overtime. And it's very rare for a team to beat Tom Brady in a manner that Tom Brady used to beat teams, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like I well, I just think that I I just feel that like ultimately is it it's father time and also he's but also that team just isn't like that good. No. You know, like a lot of people are like, it's father time for Brady, and that is obviously true. He's fucking like a walking corpse, but a walking corpse with, you know, a fair amount of plastic surgery and sponsorship deals, right? But he's also like the team just isn't that good. Speaking of not that good, uh, the 49ers didn't play that well, but they absolutely stuffed the, the that, that was the most uh, a, fr- a friend's texted, that was one of the most turgid games I've ever seen. Whatever. Yeah. They're seven and four, as we identified a few weeks back. You know when they, uh, when they had a losing record, they won one, and everyone go and everyone suddenly flipped, going, "Wow, the 49ers are good," but they didn't have a great record. They now have the record. They are a good team. They're just quite turgid. Yeah, I mean they've got that offense. That's not quite. I mean they, it's going to take some time for it to bed in a little bit. But when your D is capable of making the other team completely shut them out like that's good um it would have been so cool to see this this team without garoppolo um mm. but yeah they they are they are what they are and i am still scared of them but i mean obviously if it's going to be if it's going to be dolphins 49s and super bowl that they they're probably the team that i would want it to be on that side of the draw i uh, think I'd... that the 49ers are the same as they were before they are essentially the same team, like as they were the last couple of years. And yeah, but now that, they've got Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and you know, like maybe they. The thing is, is that they could have easily been in the Super Bowl. As what, well, like minuscule, very minor, kind of very small differences meant that they weren't in the Super Bowl. Like margins of error meant that they weren't in the Super Bowl. They could have yeah. been in the Super Bowl. Maybe they'll luck or maybe things will come up 49ers this year. Maybe. I mean, mm. it's all about how they play. They're, they're definitely going into the, seven and four in the, in the NFC. They'll go, they'll get in the playoffs. But um, it's, they're one of those teams. I think, like, I think there's quite a lot of, you know, experience and history when it comes to teams in the in the postseason it's a lot about a lot of it is about experience that's why i wouldn't want brady to get in because i think as you said he could do it like if you have that cool of a head who's that experienced it's it's dangerous and that's why teams like the dolphins who really are going to lean on their players like tyreek hill who have experience winning super bowls um and yeah it's you need those guys to tell you to keep your head and to try and understand that it's, it's a completely different kind of football once the regular season ends. Um, and yeah, that's why I think 49ers historically, they've got enough, they've got enough pedigree over the years to, to have, have it in their DNA to do well in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. Also, Andy Dolan, sorry, man, you had your good game. Oh yeah, he had his good game. He's happy with that. He's happy with that. Like, <laughs> he had his good game. It is yeah. what it is. He wasn't Chiefs. even supposed to be here today. Like that's the whole thing. He doesn't. <laughs> like, he wasn't. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Yeah, the whole time he's like, I just was supposed to see out my see out my uh, my, my remaining years as the number two in sitting in, in uh, New Orleans, drinking right. drinks and sitting on Bourbon Street. So at the moment, right, the Eagles are ten and one. Right, the Vikings are nine and two. 
and the Chiefs are nine and two. Of the three of them, the eye test is that the Chiefs are the most dangerous team, and that is my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that the Chiefs are watching that watching that game back. Um, they are. It's so easy for them, and they they're playing against the Rams, who've had just a shitty nightmare season, like fucking brutal. But they were just effortless, um, and I think that. Well, the problem is you get, I think the, the Patrick Mahomes had a bit of a weird couple of years where people were like, hey, maybe he's not the guy we thought he was. And then obviously the loss of Tyreek Hill and you're like, oh, what's he going to do? He spread the ball out so much in 320 yards in that game. And he he was doing what he did when he won the Super Bowl. He is improvising. He's getting out of the pocket and he never looked panicked. He never looked worried. The other thing about this guy that I've always noticed is it's like he doesn't have confidence. Like he, he doesn't need it. Like the idea of confidence is alien to him. If he throws a pick, fuck it. Who gives a shit? I'll go yeah. to the next one. If, if he, he, you know, he was 27 42. That's a quite a lot of incompletions. But does he give a shit? No, he, he keeps going. And I think that's what makes him a great quarterback. Also, Travis Kelsey makes him a great quarterback. Yeah. He's once again fucking fifty-seven. Yeah, but you know what, man? Like this is that, that's kind of like saying like uh, that's like, like saying Gronkowski made Brady a great quarterback, and that is true. But it is also Patrick Holmes. Yeah, that's true. They're Patrick very Holmes. they're very scary, and I think they know exactly um, they they know exactly what's going to happen um, over the next couple of weeks, which is they're just going to get through and get that number one seed, unless of course uh, the mighty Dolphins find a way to win a lot of very difficult games. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the other overtime win was uh, the Raiders fucking beating uh, beating the Seahawks. As we said before, maybe the Geno Smith train is over. Uh, he was capable of three hundred twenty eight yards, uh, but like I was looking at the stats at the four and seven Raiders. Uh, mm. I know stats are for nerds and virgins, but I was looking at them uh, just that just to make just to get directions to leave, just to get directions further away from. That's another Simpsons reference in this thing, right? So Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. They and also a couple of guys on defense as well. I can't exactly remember who. I've just seen how many yards Josh Jacobs ran. Yeah, they are. They are. They have so many players in the top ten of pretty much every metric American football can be measured by, and it it literally it's now I've been saying this shit. We both have. It doesn't make mathematical sense that they're four and seven. They are. Their but players are doing well individually, but they're just not winning games. And it's bizarre. But three this is 229 like... yards for Josh Jacobs. Have a sit down this weekend. Like take a take a take a fucking neurofen, man. Yeah. This is like when fucking Matt Stafford and Megatron were like lighting it up for the Lions and the team was going like was getting like three wins a season. And then yeah. you'd be like, what a horrible team. And you look up their fucking Yards and he's throwing like four touchdowns, four hundred yards a game. <laughs> like, how is that even possible? Like, how is that even possible? Like, some and they didn't even have bad defenders as well. Yeah. they had like they had like uh Halosi Nata and people on the defensive line. You're like, how is Dominican this even? Like, how have you even like yeah, and the, the Dogman Sue, yeah, like Yoti Nata, you're like, how how have you managed this? Like, how is your record this bad? Car and the Raiders have been like this for a few years. Like, Car has been a Car has been it, loads of people, I think, really shit on him, right? And I don't really get it because all he is is not elite. Yeah. He's, he's like the one he's like Europa League. Yeah, all he is is not elite. Like, if he played for fucking like, if he if he if he was the QB of right, here are some teams that I think he's an upgrade for QB on. Uh, who are caveat who are doing well. Uh, yeah. Right. Not based on previous years, but based on this year, Cowboys. I think he's better than yeah. Dak Prescott. Like yeah. now, he's had worse years than Dak Prescott, but this year he's been. I think he's better than Dak Prescott. Right. Honestly, Kirk Cousins. Uh, oh yeah, like that that Vikings team. If he was there, they would be they would be better, right? Uh, Ryan Tannehill. I think he's better than Tannehill. Yeah. Uh, not even a like not even a joke. He's not better than Mike White. No one is. That's one game. <laughs> he's not, that's, that's, he's the know. greatest who's ever played the game. Yeah, these are play, these are teams that are doing better. He's better than Taylor Hineke. Um He is better than Jacoby Brissett. I know Browns have a shit record. Sorry, 
Uh, he's better than fucking um. Oh well, he's better than he's better than Geno Smith. Although Gino, obviously Geno Smith had his wonder season did that game, so yeah, he is better. He is, be- he is better than uh. Nah, he's be- I don't know that he's better than Justin Herbert, but I'm aware of your thoughts. Uh, your thoughts about Justin Fraud, but uh, mm, yeah, I think he. I think ugh, Justin Herbert did. He had an interesting game. He's uh, better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Fucking definitely better than Jimmy. Like, that, that's like a whole bunch of really winning teams that he is a better player than. Now I know also... they're losing. I know they've got a losing record. Uh, they were top of NFC South, but I think he's better than Brady this season. I think Brady, if he was meeting up with, if uh, if he was in the Bucks, I think the Bucks would be much better. But it's such a it's such a mad fucking team because like looking at their so their um, Darren Waller is injured and I believe injured for the rest of the season. Uh, but like when he's healthy, he is one of the best tight ends. Devontae Adams is brilliant. So I just, it just really, and it doesn't make any Josh sense. Josh Jacobs is having a really great season. I just, it doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't quite. I honestly, the thing is, now, I maybe this is just a process of elimination thing, but I think that as with the Lions, it comes down to coaching. And I also think this is true of the Lions this year. And I also think this is true of the Jags this year. I don't think that the Lions are a well-coached team. And I think you see examples of this. Like, actually, this happened with the Ravens. And I think that the Ravens are the best team with the worst. Uh, with the worst. Sorry, the Ravens are the, the team with the best record that have the worst non-head coach coaches. Uh, um I may and maybe it's because I watch the Ravens more closely than other teams, but the Ravens do some dumb shit, right? Really, really stupid yeah. fucking stuff. Like their offensive coordinator is actually so bad, I think he's trolling us. And like I like so for example, we've got this enormous fullback who's like called Patrick Ricard, who's like three hundred pounds, and like everyone goes right, we should use him in short yardage situations. And the offensive coordinator is like, yeah, I hear you guys. I'm going to throw a screen to him at third and 14. And you see him just like rumble slowly for three yards and then have four of their players like tag to bring him down. It's like, well, cool. Well, given it's going to take four tacklers to fucking bring him down, why don't you use him at a one yard situation like a normal coach? Like it doesn't matter. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, I think it's bad coaching because it's like what you're trying to do is try too hard to be smart. Sometimes the simple thing is actually the thing that works. Also, um yeah but don't drop it out to that guy in a flat on a third and medium like yeah that's why i didn't i was like watching that i was like there is you know you can't always complete the ball the other like the other side of the uh the first down market but but why is he even your flat why is he even your flat option because no one's fooled by that do you know what i mean like no one's goes no one goes no one's gonna watch him and think oh he's gonna throw the ball to him because it doesn't even matter if you throw the ball to him at third and 14 and he complete, it completes the pass because he's not going to get far enough because your team... Oh, fucking... It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Oh, my God. Also, some, like, nuts Ravens fan did a... did a, Some Ravens fan did a fucking analysis a few, um, in the in the off-season about how many verticals our receivers run, and it's so many. And it's like, why are your only routes, like, verticals and crossing routes? Uh, if you look at, like, a Hollywood Brown, obviously he's gone to a worse team. Um, in the Cardinals, but he's like put up really good numbers for them. And it's like, oh right, yeah, okay, maybe maybe we were the problem. Um, yeah. I, anyway, it, it's just like it's so annoying because they definitely have better players than their record is, and it's just like so. The I I tend to oh, and sorry, the thing the reason I brought up this whole rant is that I tend to think that one thing you you notice when the team aren't well coached is that they is things like penalty count. You look yeah. at the teams with like mad numbers and you're like, how have they got in? And then you go, oh, right, there's a load of penalties. That always comes up. The the Broncos are a bad team with the worst coaching. They they have so many fucking penalties. Um, delay of game. That's a classic one. Yeah. Failure to manage the clock. Like managing it for, for people, again, for, if anyone who's listening who doesn't really, who isn't a regular American football person, uh, one of the most important things, honestly, when you have a decent team, you're doing well, is also controlling the temp it's it's actually not that different to any other sport controlling the tempo of the game and controlling the clock is really really important stuff um and teams do you you can score on any play in american football uh, you're not necessarily likely to but you can and that's why it's really important to 
but as well as as well as when you're winning is to be able, and when you're losing is to try and like control the clock and the rhythm of the game or to try and knock the team off their rhythm which is why you have like different things like you 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 can spend your normal time huddling up or you can do a hurry up thing you know you can call runs at certain times to run the clock things like that right and bad teams never manage it right and i i, yeah. I see that the right the raiders regularly don't do it and i'm like that ah, that's that's a that's a coach issue yeah that's that's what happened with the lions um and it's and it's what um you know, Belichick did in New in New England for the whole career. He's just a, a master at keeping that the clock either moving or or stopped. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's just about it for uh, for 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 week twelve. I mean, we had um, Eagles beat the shit out of the Packers on Monday night with they Packers actually put Jordan Love in, which is mm. quite hilarious because Aaron Rodgers is just like going to slowly lose his mind and turn ever closer to a right-wing political podcast um <laughs> and then obviously we didn't mention the cardinals and the chargers they, they yeah Chargers are very good they're, you know they, they are what they are um this mm. herbert thing is um we'll see what happens 274 for three very very well played but i mean the cardinals are not very good they're not very competitive um which is a shame because they were all right last year and i like kyler murray as a person i think he's adorable um but yeah let's uh so obviously colt Steelers. nobody cares uh, before we look ahead to week 13, I did notice something on telly, um, which was this fucking advert for Coke, right? And it's a Christmas right. advert for Coca-Cola. And some dude is in the kitchen and he, he's like struggling to cook a meal. And you kind of halfway through the first couple of seconds, you realize he's trying to cook a pie. Okay. And then he so takes a sip Coke of Coke. Oh, no, right. he takes a sip of the Coke. And then he sees his ghost mum, And his what? ghost mum helps him cook. And then slowly everything's burning and he kind of gets his head together. He starts coming out. And then he takes this big pie covered in pastry and puts it on the Christmas table. And everyone's really happy to see this pie. And I don't know if I've, I've been, I've had Christmas in America before and I've never seen the American Christmas pie, like a big meat savory pie. Mm -hmm. And I Googled it and I couldn't really find anything about it. And I was like, it was such a weird advert that this guy was struggling to make a Christmas pie. Uh, so if any listeners out there are American and can shed any light on the uh, what the fuck a Christmas pie is, um, I'm, I'm all for it. I love a pie. Um, but it was just so funny that a guy's ghost mom helps him cook a Christmas pie, which I don't even think is a real thing. Um, <laughs> but that did lead me to another thing I Googled. Um, apparently, obviously, Americans don't eat mince pies. Uh, but there was a recipe for uh, one big mince pie that I found from an American website. So rather than just a little bite-sized mince pie, it told you how to make like a full size pumpkin pie sized mince pie, which I think has horrible energy to it. That totally throws off the mince pie, the mince to pie ratio. Uh, so fuck that, America, sort it out. Um, that's it. Those are the adverts I saw. So uh, do you have a recommendation for name of the week? Oh, yeah. So um, I, the thing that I was thinking of was uh, last week was called nominative determinism. And I think that's what I'm really into uh, because right. a guy, uh, a guy got. Um, called offside called Jermichael Hasty. Uh, so he's a little too hasty. Ah, uh, so I think I'm going to go with Jermichael Hasty. Um, or a guy who I just found called Rock Yashin, who plays cornerback for the uh, LA, um, Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. There, so my nominations are for this week, and I think I'm going to go for the uh, your hasty one, but I'm going to say my nomination for this week was a guy called Isaiah Loudermilk. Yes. Who is good. a defensive end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course Steelers. he is. Yeah. <laughs> But he said, he's that's, from that's not, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, that, that's not just, that's not the name of a small man. Like no, you can tell, he's a big boy. You can't be called Louder Milk. It's like being yeah. called like Big Tractor or some shit. You've got to be. You've got to be a big. You've got to be a huge dude. You know. Uh, yeah. Right. Cool. So next week, Bills Patriots on Thursday night. Uh, Bills Patriots. Let's go Patriots. Uh, that'll be a good one. Bears Packers. That'll be fun. Uh, with um, both of the, like they're playing, they're like fighting over the scraps of themselves. Like that's going to be fine. Uh, Vikings are going to beat the absolute bell ends off the Jets, and I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be the game yeah. I'll watch. Um, uh, so this is interesting. So Browns play the Texans. Browns traded with the Texans to get Deshaun Watson, who then fucking molested a bunch of people and then got an 11 game ban, Allegedly. which I think is a 
allegedly, which is a really weird number because it times perfectly yeah. with his debut being against the Texans. So that'll be for the uh, the worst sports movie ever. That's a that's a story of it. Um, Giants Commanders. That's going to have playoff implications. Um, and then Bengals Chiefs. Um, that's fucking massive. Um, that's going to be. We'll really see if the Bengals are really turning it around. That's mm-hmm. uh, Sunday night. Um, I'll be watching Dolphins 49ers though because um, we'll see if our offensive line is going to be able to handle the 49ers um, and then maybe keep the uh, keep the 49ers offense in check. We'll see. I think yeah, we'll that's see. a that's a we'll see. I think that's real, a really good. I think that's going to be a good game. I will probably we'll, watch that. That'll be a real test to see if the Dolphins are do actually have any uh, longevity I mean, in them. You know what? I won't be watching that game because I will be watching. Uh, no, I will be watching that game because it's on at 9 p.m. Fucking sick. Because yeah. I, I will watch the Ravens Broncos. It's not going to be fun. No, that's not going to be a pretty game. But it's the Ravens tedious. have to be coming away with a having have to come away with a win off that one. Uh, you can't I mean, be losing. To if that. we lose to the Broncos, I will fly to Baltimore, and I will fucking like I will fly to I I will fly to Baltimore and just I I don't even know what I'll do. What will I do? Fly to Baltimore and start uh, selling meth or whatever. I'll, I've not seen the show. I'll scream. I'll scream at Edgar Allan Poe's grave that Nathaniel Hawthorne was a superior Gothic writer. I think that's oh, going to wow. be my fucking man. That's that's, gonna, that's a deep yeah. fucking cut. That's a huge references. cut. So I did a I did a I did a bit of I did a, a lot of Gothic literature because I was a little emo when I was a uni student. So I like it. Um, cool. Uh, that's it. I don't have anything more to say. Every, the rest of the games are just fine. Raiders, Chargers, Cowboys, Colts. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, let's. Uh, that's it. We've, we've, yeah, this sorry, is be sorry. Big, this is a good sorry, one. Also, yeah, sorry. Also, ran teams. Like it's yeah. the end of the season. Don't we don't shit. care. <laughs> we don't care either. Right. Come to us. Come team. to us. Come to us when it comes to the draft. We get excited about you again. One of these right. teams is going to go on an absolute tear and then beat the shit out of the Dolphins in the playoffs, and I'm going to be oh, really, sure, really yeah. humiliated. But again, um, with the expanded series, with the expanded playoffs, like one of these trash teams is actually going to be in the playoffs, and they are going to fuck someone over. It is what it is. Anyway, all right. Thanks very much. That was a long one. No worries. <laughs> See you later, guys. Have a lovely week. Bye.